Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Vavil UK's very own Newcastle United podcast, Tide Warp. I'm your host, Harry Roy, and I'm joined today, as always, by my fellow NUFC Vavil office writer, Dan Wright. Dan wasn't here last week. Now, Alex isn't here this week. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's out as well. So, once again, it is just the two of us. Going to hopefully have the trio back for the Aston Villa review, but I think well, we've got to start, haven't we, with the, with the West Ham game. First game mm. of the season back, uh, a 4-2 defeat, 2-1 up at half-time, seemed to be going well, thought, you know, maybe Newcastle can grab another goal in the second half and kick off with a, with a fantastic three points to start the season, but a bit of a second-half capitulation, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, it, it wasn't great from Newcastle at all. There's there's plenty of negatives to pick out, but I'll start with a positive and just it was great. It was just a lovely moment in St James' Park with Wils- the Wilson goal. Well, the Murphy one as well, but especially the Wilson goal, you've got St. Maximin making people look stupid, which we've seen on the TV for long enough, and it was great seeing it in person. Your num- new number nine scoring in front of the fans, it's just absolutely electric, but unfortunately, as we all know, things went a bit wrong after that, and it's rare we start on a positive, so I thought I'll, I'll start on a positive. To be honest, I was going to start with that and just see how fantastic it was to see a, a packed St. James's Python was yeah. no man I wanted to see score more mm. than Callum Wilson you know, <laughs> he, he's not experienced the, the fans didn't experience them at all even at the Sheffield United game last season he was you know he was out injured he's never had that moment in front of the fans it, it was just such a brilliant moment the Sky commentary was, it was just excellent and I know I, I watched it again this morning despite us losing just that goal because the 
the scenes were so good. It was a tough one to take because I thought Newcastle played all right. Going forward, they were excellent, but defensively, once again, it very, very poor. What I didn't understand was the defence and leaving out Fabian Shaw, leaving out Jamal Lascelles and going with a, a back three of Kraft, Fernandez, and Clark. I just found that very, very bizarre. Especially, I, I, I like Shaw in a three. Obviously, I don't. I get why people don't play him in a two. But I think you've got to start your best defenders. And, and West Ham, like we're seeing, they're ruthless coming forward. They took every single chance, and ultimately, that's why they're that's why they finished sixth last season and, and yeah. three points off, four points off third. I think it was. Yeah. No. I mean, the defense it, it it baffled me as well. I was thinking like. You've got your club captain. I know he's not maybe had the most... He, was it a fitness issue with Lascelles? No idea. No clue at all. You don't leave your club captain out for Emil Kraft. And also, like you look at West Ham and Antonio led the line and he caused havoc. You think the one defender that you'd have playing against him is your strongest and most physical defender, and that's Lascelles. And then the Shaw one was also questionable because... If you're playing in the three, and we try to play from the back, and I was so frustrated watching us pass the ball to Kieran Clark and just booting it anywhere, yeah. mostly out the touchline. So Shaw, it would have offered us something else which could have linked the team up a lot better than what we did. I think the performance on the whole was poor, to say that. Yeah, like, that's been generous. Yeah. Like I was saying at half time when I was in the concourse, like we just haven't really turned up we were very lucky to be winning and I was thinking you need this is where you give them tell them what they need to be doing differently but it was almost as if it was like oh well we're winning so it's going all right we'll carry on as we're doing and West Ham took full advantage of that in the second half yeah that's what I thought as as well because even at half time I was sat there going like I had bet 365 loaded on my phone and I was like I'm fancying a fiver here on West Ham at 5-1 <laughs> to one. I'm annoyed because I didn't do it and I would have won an easy 25 quid. But I just thought, even in the first half, the midfield was getting hammered. Well, you know, pun intended, they're hammered. It was definitely the best match of the weekend as a neutral. I was, I was gutted at full-time, as I imagine. All yeah. Newcastle fans, right? it, was, it was a brilliant match to watch, and both teams really brought it. But the only reason it was so entertaining was because Newcastle were wide open defensively. That's the really, really annoying thing, because I think we would have won that game. If just mm. if, It may be a change in formation. Like It sounds crazy, but... I understand why we have the back five. It's probably the best formation for us in terms of getting results this season. I just thought that a four might have worked a bit better. And that is only because if you're not going to play Fabian Scher in a three, in, in the mm. back three, then what's the point? You may as well go mm. with a four-two-three-one. I think you'll actually be more... You'll be more solid in the midfield as well because I thought Rice and Suchek had the midfield battle wrapped up from the first goal onwards. They were they they really did hammer us and that that was a massive problem. I just thought that Hayden was relatively non-existent. I think he gets a lot of leeway off the fans. You know, I think he's a good player on that. I just don't like him in the midfield three, and that's why we're desperate to sign a midfielder. But unfortunately, we just don't have many options off the bench. Like you you can't really drop Hayden when your options mm. on the bench. This is what we had on Saturday in terms <laughs> of midfield personnel: Sean Longstaff and Jeff Hendrick and Ryan yeah. Fraser, who is a winger who's five foot four. And there's now mm-hmm. being changed into a winger. Sorry, you've been changed into a centre midfielder. It was a bit of a pill to swallow Sunday. And the worry is that Villa play pretty similar to West Ham. It's yeah. the same formation. Their attack is 
maybe better than that. I'm not, is it better than West Ham's? We've not really seen it, have we, in full flow, but Buendia no. and Leon Bailey and Danny Ings is, is a pretty formidable It pr- sounds pretty formidable, yeah. But they lost to Watford. What do you think of Freddie Woodman's performance on Sunday? Because I've, I've seen him getting some stick. And to be honest, I don't think he was at fault for any of the goals. He was dead unfortunate with the penalty that, by the way, was never, ever a penalty. <laughs> right, Newcastle deserved to lose the game. No qualms about that. West Ham deserved all three points, right? But the penalty absolutely changed the game. Why now with VAR are referees scared to use it? It's gone from last season where VAR was used that much and everything was microscopic to now they're frightened to change the decision. Yeah. What do you think on it, mate? I mean, it's it's obviously not a penalty. I've not seen a single person claim that it's a penalty. It's a nonsense decision that they haven't overturned it. It's, I, just, I don't understand it. He's quite... You don't need more than one replay to check. Oh, right, he's got his foot on the ball. That's fine. Move on. I, I don't understand it. Well, even um, Bruce was saying in his press conference, wasn't he? He was going, the referee's like five yards away from the monitor. Why does yeah. he just come and have a look at it? Yeah. This? When it's so obvious that he's got his foot on the ball, don't even ask the referee. Just tell him, yeah, you've made a mistake. Give the goal kick or whatever. Or throw into West Ham and move on. I don't understand why why they've got it so wrong when they've got so many options and so many replays available to them. It's It's baffling. You said asked how what I thought about him. I I don't think he did anything wrong at all. There's nothing. He could he made a good save in the first half as well from Jared Bowen when he was clean through. Dance through the defence didn't yeah, matter. Just worry. non-existent defensive and just left him one one on one out of absolutely nowhere. And Woodman fair play to him stood tall and and made the save. So yeah, and the penalty it bounced off his knee, didn't it? He saved it. Yeah, brilliant. I hate that video on Twitter. This is how yeah. I've got. I've, I've had to mute that kid. I'm sorry, the, the guy on Twitter who's made that brilliant video from the end. I've had to mute him on Twitter because I'm sick of seeing it on my timeline. <laughs> all my Sunderland support and friends going, "Oh yeah, great scenes, all right? It's definitely not." So it was so, oh, <laughs> so annoying because he saved the penalty and it just bounces off his knee. And then the second thing is, Sue checks in the box. He scores. It's not encroachment. He's in the box before Antonio was even shot, hasn't he? Well, uh, to be honest, mate, I've we lost so. I haven't, other than the first goal, I haven't really been looking at too many replays. No, but I'll take your word for it. And it, my, it's it's either one or two things that I was saying post match. He's either encroaching or it's just laziness. Yeah. From, Richie wasn't quick enough. He was. Yeah. Yeah. If Paul Dummett had been on the pitch, I reckon he clears Suchek and the ball out of play. Well, I think we're the most solid with Paul Dummett, mind. In that, yeah, hundred percent. In, in a back Leicester, three, yeah, Leicester definitely. We were. Uh, that's that's the best I've seen Newcastle play. Ooh, good five six years. And I think Dummett Paul Dummett might might be our best natural defender. Could He's be. might he could he might be the most limited in terms of what he can do when the ball is feet. Mind Kieran Clark would give him a run for his money. Yeah, but I think if you're looking at a back three, I think two players that I would definitely definitely have in it is Dummett and Shaw. And obviously Dummett's not available, but Shaw needs to come back in if we're going to stick with that formation. Yeah. Uh, to touch on what you were saying to do with the midfield, I think you can play Isaac Hayden in this formation, but you can't play like. Is it just he seemed like he was far too high up the pitch against West Ham, like he was popping up yeah. up the pitch, and he, I don't begrudge Isaac Hayden the the fact that he can't pass, make that killer pass because that's just not his game. Yeah, it's a. I just thought the midfield was relatively non-existent, and and kind of watching the game, you you, you just kind of seen that every time we would get the ball in attacking positions, 
it wouldn't be from the midfielders making the pass. It would be from Clark or Fernandez just lumping the ball at mm. the pitch. That's a massive issue. And, you know, if you're getting that from the first game of the season, yes, I understand. West Ham is not going to be the easiest game of the season. We are going to play sides. We're probably going to play at least 10 sides that are worse than West Ham this season. But to be 2-1 up at half-time at home, regardless of who you're playing, and concede three goals in the second half is completely unacceptable. And it has to be changed. It is, we have to change for the next game because, like I've touched on before, Aston Villa, very, very similar to West Ham, will be looking at that game on Sunday and going, this is exactly how we beat these. Because mm-hmm. they're going to play the same formation. The chances are there's not going to be many changes. You expect Willock will probably start in place of... Who does, he, who does he drop? Almiron, Hayden, or Shelby? It's not going to be Shelby. For me, it has to be Almiron. I think he's yeah. he is a, he is a waste of a shirt in this system. That's got a lot of time for Almiron. L- love him. Great player. Rapid. He's got a lot of positive attributes. But in this system, it's like you're playing with ten for most of the most of the time. So it has to be Almiron. That's the problem because I, I just think this formation limits us in so many ways. The wing back system is great because I think Murphy as a as an actual right back, wouldn't be near no. as good. Same with Matt Ritchie. But to get the most out of your midfield and especially your attack, you've got to. I would play Willock and Shelby as the holes in. I know that's relatively unpopular, but I just think we need Shelby's range of passing mm-hmm. and, and play Almiron in, in just behind Wilson and have Fraser and, and St. Maximin on the wings. That's how you. That's how you get the best out of out of this team. Is, but, is that you drop into a, a four? Four, yeah, I'd go yeah, four, yeah. two, three, one. I'd play if Lascelles if Lascelles is fit. I would go Lascelles and Fernandez in a two. Yeah, and then fullbacks. Fullbacks is difficult because it's either crap Lewis. Or... Lewis, <sighs> would you bring Lewis back in? Well, on the evidence of last season, no, no. <laughs> but he's he trains very well, and mm-hmm. I, I was. This is after the Norwich game. A little bit off topic, but. Uh, I seen some like a lot of the Instagram posts saying like Jamal Lewis is like the best in training. He's rapid, and they were doing like a warm down session after the game when all the fans left. I was waiting for the press conference and doing like the bleep test. And Jamal yeah. Lewis was about ten yards comfortably in front of everybody else. Mm. So he's a great runner. Just needs to maybe improve with his <laughs> his football and yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's it's a tough one, and that's probably why we've not gone to the four because we don't have a natural right back. Yeah. And a natural left back. Yeah, definitely. I think with the, I don't mind the five so much. If if it does limit us, I agree. But when it's limiting you and having no positive effect defensively, it, it makes no sense. Because you have I think, the, you have the five to be good in defence. To be, be good at defence, yeah. yeah, and be solid but, and tight and win games one or two nil. You don't play a back five then concede and ship three goals in the space of was it fifteen minutes? Yeah, it could have been more as well. Oh, they absolutely easily. ran ran through us and easily. it was. It's bizarre playing a five and looking so open, and then it having also while looking open, it's still having a negative effect on the players going forward. It's it doesn't work. I do think we need to just choose a system, work on it, and keep it because that was one of the things that I hated about last season. Just constantly changing. If Steve Bruce and Graham Jones, whoever's coming up with the ideas, thinks that we are best with a back five, go for it and work on it. That's all the signs, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah. Fraser's like turned around, didn't he, in the press and said, like, you know, I I don't really fit in this system. I'm mm-hmm. willing to retrain in a new position to yeah. get into this team. So the, all the signs indicate that he, he's going to stick with the five this season. He's going to have to bring in players. That's the bottom line. These two loans are 
very, mm. very important, I would say. And you've got to nail them. I think you've got to bring in a centre-half. Number one priority for me. And absolutely a centre midfielder that fits a back five system. So with the legs. Another Joel Willock would be mm-hmm. would be beautiful. But you're not going to get that in the market. Speaking of transfers, the next thing we're going to move on to, I think we've dwelled on the West Ham, West yeah. Ham game enough. I don't really want to talk about a 4-2 defeat uh, any longer. But we've, we've It's been a relatively quiet week for Newcastle. I know it's never... It's never silent mm. up here, but in terms of quiet weeks for the club, there's not really a lot going on other than Steve Bruce is going on BBC Newcastle tomorrow night. We're recording this Wednesday. Cannot wait to listen to that because I think there's going to be some <laughs> very interesting callers. Fair play to mind for going on. Yeah, definitely. Because apparently BBC Newcastle aren't like filtering the calls. They're, they're, they're just going to let fans have a chat with the manager. So that could end, it could end very ugly. But fair play to him. I, I, you know, I've got I've got respect for him. He's going to come and come and speak to the fans. I, 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 I hope, hope it doesn't. That, yeah, I just hope he has the right questions though. I, yeah, I hope it doesn't end ugly. But I, I think you can have a, a firm and frank discussion without being rude to Absolutely. the man yeah. or like insulting him or anything. Just... I don't want to be cringing. Listen to it. I, no, I no. Yeah. Debate, and that's what... Exactly. But here is football fans, and I think I, I seen a thread on Twitter. I don't know whether you've seen it as well. And it was like. Here's some like was like the guy listed like twenty questions and most of them were mm-hmm. really really good, and yeah. like, Matthew Ray's better than the commentator for BBC Newcastle said, "Look, come on and, and have the discussion." So yeah. I really hope that it is the right call and not just people asking questions, going like, uh, "Are you going to be offering Saint Maximin a new contract and is he leaving?" Like, no one really cares about that. Like, or yeah, or people just going on looking for for an argument. For an argument, going, Steve, yeah. why not left and all this stuff? I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I want to know about the football team. I want to know some stuff we've not already learned mm-hmm. from from the club but transfers is a is a whole different topic Joe Willock obviously coming in 25 million quid mm-hmm. you expect that well he pretty much hinted at the press conference didn't he down that in the, the pre-match that we're not really going to be spending any more money so pretty he's going to be yeah. it's going to be loans but uh, something that might change on that is you know the, the transfer budget is Sean Longstaff being linked with a move to Everton I don't know whether there's anything concrete in this but Obviously, Rafa Benitez being yeah. there now, he had a great time with Sean Longstaff. Turned him into like a thirty-five million pound player. The club apparently have turned around to any parties interested in him and said the fee is ten million pounds, which seems a bit on the low side. Seems a bit on the low side, yes. But I know a lot of fans who would drive him to Everton for ten million <laughs> quid. And if that means we're going to be able to bring in someone who suits our system better, i.e., like a Bubakar Kamara who can play in the back, you know, play in the defence, play in the field, someone like that. If we're going to go and spend the money on Hamza Chowdhury, then I'm not for it. Yeah. So no, what what do you either. think? I know you've said that the fee's a bit low, but yeah. Sean Longstaff's been out of demand in a Newcastle shirt for at least the last two and a half years. I've always got the impression that Bruce rates him a bit. Like he's, he's yeah. brought him in back in last season, and I thought we saw an improvement in him. I wouldn't say he was on the level that we saw in his first breakout season under Rafa. But I've definitely thought there's an improvement back in last season. There was a lot of talk in pre-season about his improvement. You know, he, he did interviews with NUFC TV, and you know, Bruce has always spoke highly of him. I, I guess the, I think he's got one year left on his deal. That might contribute to why yeah. the price is being talked about is ten million pounds. But for me, it, you don't want to sell your young players. Like he's had a difficult time of it. But for me, tie him up to another two, three year deal. Um, and we don't want to be losing for £10 million. We shouldn't have to be selling our youth academy graduates just so it can buy someone else. We should be, and but that's just not where we are as a club at the minute, and it's frustrating. 
the other long stuff as well. I mean, what he's going out on loan it seems, and then what is he just going to leave on a free? Like he's his deals well, it was up end of this season. Signed him up with a new deal. I mean, what were the yeah. conditions? Because there was hell on last summer that remember, no, he's not yeah. going to be signing a new deal, and everyone was kicking off, going, no, we've got to we've got to hand this kid a new contract, and we've given him a new deal, and he's not. I think he played two Premier League games last season. Two starts think, it was against Man City, Liverpool, back. I think there was five in total, just and there were, and most of them were around the Christmas period. And actually, I thought he didn't put a foot wrong. I thought he was brilliant against Man City and Liverpool, if I remember. But yeah, he had he had two really good performances. So the in, Man in City case, one, yeah. the one that comes to my mind, just because the the amount of quality on the pitch, and he he didn't look out of place no, really. So I I'd be gutted to see him. I think he does need a loan move if he's not going to play here. But we need to sign him up for for a deal as well before he, he heads off because that could just be. What a waste of talent! I think he will leave, and I just think that, especially last season, it was it grumbled on for quite a long time, didn't it? it was, mm-hmm. Is he going to yeah. leave? He, he pretty much brought it down to the wire. He decided to stay, and and then you know probably on the proviso of I'm going to be at least on the bench every mm-hmm. week and, and get yeah. an opportunity. He's not been given that. And why haven't the club loaned him? Because we're just harming the development of him. We see it other clubs like Chelsea have about fifty players out on loan. Every yeah. summer, you've got Liverpool loaning their stars to championship clubs, and there's plenty of teams do it. Leeds loaned Ben White famous, uh, sorry, Brighton loaned Ben White. The Leeds famously won the league with him. He's, mm, they've sold him for fifty million quid to Arsenal. Yeah. So there's yeah. su- plenty of success stories out of this. I just don't get why he's not being loaned out because I think he'd be great in the championship. And I think it was uh, not fantastic. even Forest. It's been talked of not even Forest hasn't they been interested in? Which yeah, I think would be a decent fit because they're they're going to be a side looking towards the playoffs this season. There's no better way to, I would say, improve as a footballer than playing week in, week out in the championship. Because it's probably one of the most demanding leagues in the world in terms of you're playing two games a week, every game is physical. Do they still have Jack Colback? Like, could we be seeing a Geordie Ginger duo in the Nottingham Forest midfield? <laughs> Apparently, he still starts for them. Oh, I, I want to see that. I mean, Jack Colback was. <laughs> how long was he on the books at <laughs> this club? <laughs> if he's getting a start, then Matty Longstaff. Could, yeah, he, he on should that provider, he should be walking into most championship teams, maybe bar Fulham, who look like they're going to be going straight back up this season, but that is what they do. It's a bit boring, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see the game there? Better off the top, did you see the game yesterday? I had a bet on it on my accumulator. It didn't come in, obviously. I had Fulham to beat Millwall. It's 23-10. And I had the early payout on Beth 365 by the eighth minute. Probably a new record, I would say, for an early payout. What was what was the final score? 2-1. To Fulham, yeah. yeah well, obviously, Fulham, if you got the early payout. It's 2-0 after eight minutes. Happy days. Happy days. So it's not happy days in terms of the transfer market with the club. Cause I just, or Newcastle United. Or, well, yeah. We've had quite a positive few weeks, somewhat. You know, Willick coming in was great. A little bit of optimism towards the new season. Like, I wasn't really bothered for the new season starting until like the Sunday I woke up. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Kuna back. <laughs> Come on. He will go. Got a good chance this year of maybe doing something half-decent then just... Go and get thumped off West Ham. We all kind of let ourselves get carried away start the season. Like you, you start thinking your players are a lot better than what they are, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, actually, Joe, we could have a top ten season this year. No, no mm-hmm. chance. <laughs> it's like the players are talking really positively as well. And they're like, look, we want top ten this year, and it's like, great. Mm. But look at the teams around you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A team who you, I would like to think are going to be around us this season is Aston Villa. I know a lot of people have tipped them for. Top seven and like one of my mates was going. Villa are going to get Champions League this year. I was like, Ooh, wow. absolutely no chance. Hold me to that. They got beat up Watford <laughs> at the weekend, but they've spent an awful lot of money. Of course, they've replaced Jack Grealish, but they are our opponents. 
Saturday afternoon at Villa Park, a lovely ground to go to. We always get a fantastic reception off the Aston Villa fans. They really, really <laughs> do like us. Dan's off to Villa Park. How do you fancy our chances down in, down in Birmingham? It's a, it's a tough place to go. We don't really travel well. I think the last time we won there was 2012, 2013. Johan Kabai scored 2-1 win, I want to say. So we, we don't travel well there. Although, actually, I was at Villa Park and Gufran and Remy scored. That was it. Goals. That was the game I was thinking about. That... I think the Kabai one that you might think of was the year before. Was the year or before? Might have been the year after. I, I don't know. Mixed up. But yeah, I I think um, I, I think it's quite sad when you look at Villa and the ambition there. Just yeah. how far Newcastle were ahead of them just, what, two seasons ago? Well, in the Championship, weren't they lingering? And we all yeah. thought... Because I remember watching that playoff final, the one against Derby, and it was like, if Villa don't get promoted here, financially they're ruined. They'll have to sell all their players yeah. and everything. It's crazy. It was the same in the Premier League. The first year they came up, it was like... If they don't stay up here on the final day, Greenwich yeah. is going to leave for like 10 million quid. They, they stayed up via a dodgy goal line technology. A lot of luck, but you've got to get luck in football, haven't you? They'll have had some decisions go against them, of course. And oh, of course, of course. You expect but, goal line technology to work, mind. Yeah, I, I, it's not, I mean, obviously, we, no one, no Newcastle fan really likes Villa, but I feel like a lot of the animosity kind of died when they won us the championship. When we took Jack on a night out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those pictures are brilliant. I think it's great that they actually did take <laughs> yeah. it out as well. It's like he's actually he's actually travelled up to Newcastle. I imagine Kieran Clark's like sorted. Yeah, teammates. Like, yeah, mate, get yourself up to Newcastle. We'll take you out. <laughs> Absolutely Gr- brilliant. Brilliant. They're Thoughts not... on the game though on <sighs> on Saturday because they're gonna like I said they're gonna play very similar to West Ham. Same formation. Seemingly going to be very very good going forward. Ings is in that Wilson category of will score you 15 to 20 goals a season if he's fully fit, of course. They're a better side than us, I would say. Away from home, a, a, a ground we don't travel well at. It's got all the hallmarks of a 3-0 defeat, hasn't it? It does, and yet not. it's early enough in the season where I still feel there's enough sort of delusion in me. I, I, think, we've got <laughs> half, I think we've got half a chance. Well, it's a better in period, isn't it? And they've, they've signed up yeah. three or four players and they've got a gel. And they, got, they did lose to Watford, who I know Watford, like everyone has them to be relegated this season. But Watford looked brilliant against Villa at the weekend. Blew them away with 3 0 up at one point. It's a really, really tough game to call. If I, I mean, if someone put a gun to my head and said, who's going to win? You, I'd say Villa, obviously. But you never know when Newcastle, and that, that's, the, that's the thing. And hopefully, Joe Willock is going to change our side, like we seen last season, going to change our side for the better and, and just sort out this midfield. He's got a tough job on his hands, hasn't he? Huge job ahead of him. I mean, he's he's set to make it eight in a row. He's he's coming for Jamie Vardy's record. It's two off, isn't he, or three off? I think Vardy got eleven, so he's he's some way off, five he, off breaking it. He can do it. Yeah, imagine that a team that's like I mean, Jamie Vardy's part of the team that won the league and stuff. Imagine ours will just be him losing and like uh, us uh, losing four yeah. one every week, and he's just scoring. He's broke the record. <laughs> <laughs> Replacing the. Magical story of Leicester City winning the league is Joe Willock and Newcastle's finishing 17. Scoring consolation goals and like six yeah. defeats. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think... Uh, I don't know why I think it, but I think we'll win 2-1. Blind faith, do you think? Or is it just... Ab- absolutely. It's but not based on anything, really, other than I've got a gut feeling that we'll win. And that is probably going to be absolute nonsense. It's yeah. Well, if we play like we did in the second half, we'll get tonks. Yeah, play like we did in the first half, we'll get tonks. Well, that, to be that's honest, that's the thing. But 
what I'm going to come back to is West Ham are like really, really good. People just think, oh, it's West Ham. They're like a similar like level club to us. We should be beating them. We're at home. Like West Ham finished sixth last season. Finished like three points off the Champions League spots. They are no mugs. They're going to be. I don't think they'll be up there again this season because just because of the fixture congestion. But there's there's going to be plenty of easier games than that, and this should be one. Grealish isn't an Aston Villa player anymore. He and what they finished tenth with them last season I want to say it was 10th wasn't it or 11th no, it was 11th I think, yeah one place above one place us above like, spent a pile of for, money yeah. for all they were much better than us and I'd, th- that's all they've had to show for it one place better off than Steve Bruce's Newcastle United who, who were favourite, favourites to go down for quite a lot big chunk of the season back end of the season like I said it's a tough one to call score predictions Dan I think you said 2-1 are you going to stick two, a twist on that 2-1 Wilson and St Maximum I'm Actually, no, Willock, Willock's, Willock's got a score, so Wilson and Willock. Do you know what I'm going to go with? 3-1 Newcastle. Wow. I'll Joe take Willock that. on the score sheet. He's going to come out. I think he'll start or I think he'll come off the bench. I think, I think football, he, he? If, if we looked all right in the midfield, he probably would have started from the bench. But I think we're so desperate for some sort of inspiration in that area. I think yeah. Bruce has got no choice, really, just to chuck him in. Yeah, you've got to start him. Think the same formation again. Think he's gonna go with a. Think you stick with a five. I think that, he will. It will. It will be definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go three one. I think we'll make it very difficult for ourselves. We'll. I think we'll go one. They'll up nice and early on. I think. I think Wilson will get a goal. He'll be up for it against Villa. Coventry lad, of course, turned them down last summer, so he's gonna be well up for it. I think he'll score. I think we'll go two nil up. Uh, who am I gonna go? I'm gonna go with Shelby to score. I think Shelby's gonna score three kick or something, something daft like that. Shelby made it 2 0. We'll concede 80th minute 2 1. So everyone's like sweating in the way and it's like, oh, we're definitely going to bottle this then. Nice little counter attack. Joel Willock seals it off and we, we run away with all three points. Definitely not going to end like that, but hope it is. You've got to keep <laughs> the optimism going on. It's going to be a very difficult game on Saturday. But like, I was just looking at the Premier League table the other day and it's like Brentford, you expect they're going to be around us, have won. Wofford, you expect to be around us, have won. Brighton, you expect to be around us, have won. So there's plenty of teams around us are already picking up points. And I know it's early in the season, but these games are, every game counts, every game is important. You've got to start well and get as many points on the board as you can. Because if we lose, if we lose again on Saturday, we look at our next game, it, it then becomes a, a massive match against Southampton at home the following week. Where if we get a result, even if we come away with a draw, we can take some confidence. But even this early on against Southampton, that game next week could actually be massive in terms of our season. I don't think we need the pressure that early on. And I think that pretty much wraps up the, the podcast. It's been, like I said, it's been quite a quiet week. Looking forward to Steve Bruce versus the Newcastle fans on the radio tomorrow. And, of course, looking forward to Saturday. Shame it's not being televised. One of those things, though. But This has been Time Warp, brought to you by Vavil UK. Make sure you do check out our website for our comprehensive coverage of Newcastle United, the rest of the Premier League, and, of course, the EFL. From us two lads, not us three. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.